welcome into the Wizards group chat. I'm your host, Ryan Oliver, alongside my man, Chase Carroll. Chase, the Wizards blew a 23-point lead. The Raptors finished the game on a 21-1 to run as the Wizards just blew it down the stretch in a very winnable game, obviously, in Toronto. Uh, I thought they played well for the majority of the game, but the second half was pretty rough, especially from like the end of the third throughout the fourth quarter there. Uh, I'm just going to open up the floor to you. What are your thoughts as the Wizards fall to two and eight? Yet another game that Wes Sunsell Jr. is a big reason, I, I think, to blame for losing a huge lead. And this has just been year after year now, year three for Wes Sunsell Jr. And yet another season where it's looking like the guy can't close out a win. It's just not in the cards for Wes Sunsell Jr. And it's not all his fault. Of course, they missed a ton of shots down the stretch, but a lot of it I'm also going to put on his shoulders. You can't blow a 23-point lead and and not put any blame on the coach. And it's just yet another season. Um, I, I tweeted this at halftime. I think they played the probably the best half of basketball that they played all season the first half. And I tweeted that out. But I also said, let's see if Wes can finish this win. It's a game in the past he would lose. And here we are, post-game, as I was thinking during that tweet, something's going to happen to where we do not close out this game. And, and as predicted, yet another, I, I'm putting this on Wes Unsell Jr. Um, a big play, a big, big play uh, in the fourth quarter. The Wizards are up 10, clearly goes off of the Raptors. And Kuzma and, and Kispert are both pleading to Wes Unsell Jr., please challenge this. It's clearly off him. And while Wes Unsell Jr. is slow to the punch just thinking about it, they go ahead and score four on five with, with Kuzma pleading to Wes Unsell Jr. to please just call this challenge. Does he think he can take them home with him or something? Because I, I just simply don't understand. And there were two calls there that I thought were big that should have been challenged. A couple plays later, Poole gets pushed into a Raptors player by by one of the guards um, and, and the fouls called on pool and he's begging West please challenge and he doesn't challenge so I, I don't know what the plan is there just just walk home with your challenges maybe we can use a next game no that's not how it works so um, as you can probably tell by my tone I'm, I'm displeased by West Sunsell Jr. and I'm and of course, not all on him. They missed a ton of easy buckets to- at the end of the game. Uh, but but also, there's a lot of reasons why I'm putting putting this loss on him. Um, Gafford not in the game to to end the game for for most of the big stretch. Like he was dominating early in the game. Part of the reason why you even had this lead in the first place. So there was some good to to be had in this game, and of course, a loss at the end of the day. Uh, I think is a good thing moving forward for the Wizards. But at the same time, you're watching a, a young team up 23 and, and you just know that they're going to blow the lead. That's really frustrating. And, and it's just yet another year, yet another game for West Sunsell Jr. where they just can't close it out. And it's it's become clockwork for him at this point. I think the point that you just made towards the end of what you said is what really stuck in my mind is that I fully expected them to blow the lead. And that says a lot about the coaching 
and and the team itself is obviously just not that talented. So you kind of, as Wizards fans, I feel like we've seen this movie so many times over the past, you know, X amount of years. But definitely with a roster like this, you kind of were, at least I was, waiting for the other shoe to drop for the majority of the game. And I kind of felt like it was going to come in that third quarter. And and I think that's when, you know, the avalanche, you know, started in terms of the Raptors finding momentum. I think that's a large part of it, obviously, is just that the Wizards are known for blowing leads like this. And when you have a young roster and uh, you're going up a team with with talented guys, I know OG Ananobi wasn't playing, but you have Siakam, you have Scotty Barnes, you know, Yaka Pirtle. Like they have they have some talented guys, even if the Raptors team is a bit clunky. Uh, they still have talent. And those guys were like playing in mud the first half, the Raptors. I mean, it's just like they weren't the effort on their end, it was if I was a Raptors fan, I've been really disappointed. There was no reason they should have been down 20. I thought the Wizards were playing well. I thought Kuzma really came out and set a good tone was aggressive, um, was playing, was playing good on both ends. Um, and and I thought Gafford played really well, especially in the in the first quarter. I thought he set a good tone defensively and was being physical and, and protecting the rim and things like that. But to me, I, I just felt like the Raptors, it was more the Raptors came out lackluster than it was the Wizards were doing anything spectacular, other than the few things I just mentioned. But more than anything, it's the it's just the bad decision making by Coach Unseld, and I feel like he's putting the team in positions to not win the game um, with the lineups. Whether it's having Poole and Tyus out there when you're trying to trying to win and you need stops, uh, Poole isn't playing well enough offensively to justify what he's doing on the defensive end in late game situations. So it, it's one thing if Poole's the engine to your offense and. He, you'll take the good that you need the engine out there. So you'll take that, that really good offense and you'll just accept the bad defense. Like he's, he's being pretty, uh, Lou will Nick young esque to me when I watch him play, it's not, I don't see from what we've seen so far, I don't see a lead guard. And, uh, that's not to say that's my permanent thought, but, I said on the last pod that I wanted to give pool a larger sample size and we're adding three more games to that sample size. And if you just look at what we got so far, which is 10 games, he doesn't look like a lead guard and that could easily change. But as of right now, he just doesn't look like that lead guard. So, so my point is in reference to the Raptors game specifically is he's killing you out there defensively. Like he just doesn't bring any physicality or anything on the last bucket that Siakam got to take the lead, I believe, they they just called up whoever um, Poole was guarding, got the switch, and he went straight at Poole, pushed him, went right to the rim, and Poole barely even tries. Like It's like, oh, okay, you're trying to go by me? Go ahead. Like Go ahead and get a bucket. It's just – so it's leaving Poole out there, the poor, the poor line of decisions, as you mentioned, not having Gafford in the game when you could have used his physical presence down there um, as the avalanche was just kind of – coming from the Raptors, it's just weird decisions, not using your challenges, as you mentioned, just a lot of weird stuff from Coach Unsell that I, I truly just don't understand. Like, I, I think we've been really critical of him, and obviously we're not big Wes Unsell Jr. fans on this podcast. I don't really think there are that many left in the fan base of people that are really advocating for him 
at this point. But some of the decisions I just think, are you actually trying to win the game? You start to actually wonder if the philosophy here is just, hey, we want to play Poole and Tyus and and these guys no matter what. So the situation, it, it's not like he's adjusting to what the situation is is, is showing him. It's like, oh, well, Tyus and Poole are my starters, so they're going to be in the game despite the fact that Shamit and Kispert were on the floor when <laughs> they were playing the best in the game or despite Gafford's presence may- maybe being needed, it's like we're going to go smaller. Like, it's just some of the decisions are just they're, they're just odd and that's honestly the best way i can put it and i would say it's frustrating but i think that maybe i'm just like numb to the frustration at this point that we felt over the years that i don't really get frustrated that that much anymore when it comes to the team i just feel like my expectation was that they were going to blow the blow the lead and they did yeah i mean to say I didn't expect it, I, I definitely did. And, and for whatever reason, I'm definitely still upset about it. But of course, uh, in the grand scheme of things, this is good for, for the Wizards long term. We're fighting for a bottom three pick. There's no doubt about it. Um, so when it comes down to that, wonderful. We're, we're going to be picking very high. It's it's what we knew was coming this season. Um, but at the same time, what, there's just been multiple games already this season where they should have won. Um, they could have an okay record right now if, if things actually stacked up the way that they probably should have this year. There, there's a few games there, I'd say probably two or three already, where the Wizards should have won this game, and I'm probably putting a lot of blame on West for those losses. So I think we're seeing clearly now that West Unsell Jr. is probably not going to be the guy, um, and, and they did sign his or excuse me, his his option this offseason. So he's signed under contract for next year, which is a little scary to think about. I hope this, clearly hope he gets better. But from what we've seen now in two seasons and the beginning of a third, we don't have an NBA level head coach. So um, yeah, we, we have a lot of work to do there. But I'll shift this into a good uh, discussion because I'm, I'm tired of, of talking bad about the team. Um, we did... I, I the more I see out of Blau Kulabali, the more that I love this kid. Like I think we have a future star in the building already, and I I can't really think of too many times a 19 year old has come into the NBA and, and played games and impacted them in the way that Bilal is doing right now. Um, the way he impacts the game defensively and and, and even now offensively already, I I don't think anyone could have possibly expected this this early out of him to be producing especially on the offensive end the way he has I think we all knew he was going to be a a special defensive player eventually and and I don't think we expected him to be this good even there this early like he's he's got so much room to grow still but to to come out at 19 years old still skinny still has a child baby face and he's out there locking people up he's he's hitting three pointers at a rate that I definitely did not expect him to be able to do early. And and I don't expect it to continue to be, you know, this red hot from three the entire year, but the way he's shooting the ball, he's a three and D he's an elite three and D right now, like at 19 years old. Um, so I hope he can keep this up for a long extended period of time. But from what we've seen so far, both in that, 
that last Hornets game, putting up over 20 points uh, and now tonight he had just a overall strong performance, both offensively, defensively, rebounding. I've been super impressed with the way he gets up and, and gets some boards uh, for a team that especially needs it. We've discussed at, at nauseum how awful the rebounding is for our fives. So the way that he rebounds is so big. Um, Wes Unsell Jr. should be taking notes. The more he's on the court, the better the team looks. Weird how that how that works. Um, get him in on the court for 30, 32 minutes a night already. Like, what are we waiting for? Let's just throw him out there. We're going to lose either way. Might as well lose by the young guy if that's what it takes. But honestly, he's been providing more towards winning than, than any other player, really, aside from maybe Denny and, and Kuz. So I'm more than impressed by Bilal so far I'll I'll take it to a good note here after uh Wes Unsell Jr. kind of ruined the night yeah I love what I've seen from Bilal I feel like any objective person would would look at what they, what he's done so far and think it's beyond expectation I feel like his shot is way better than I anticipated uh it, when you catch and shoot it's the only thing is it, it's a tad slow but I mean that would be just nitpicking it but He's shooting it with confidence. It looks good coming out. He has good rotation on it and is going in at a 41% clip so far on the season. So I'm not going to, you know, complain at all with what he's done. His defense is he's easily the best defender on the team in terms of perimeter defense that we've seen so far this season. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, Denny might have something to say about that. But from what we've seen so far this season, uh, I don't I don't even think it's a question that Bilal has been the best uh, overall, at least wing defender. I think Gaff's done a decent job protecting the rim and things like that. But but Koulibaly's just done an amazing job. And as you mentioned, he's just he he's in the right place defensively. He doesn't make a lot of mental mistakes, especially on that end. And the offense is going to continue to just get better and better. I feel like he's the the only person I care about on the roster, to be honest. And he's the only person I'm. When I say care about, I mean, I'm invested in, I guess, at this point as a fan. I don't mean it like I wish everyone on the roster well. So I don't mean it in a, in a like a in a rude way to everyone else. But he's the one person that I feel like I'm locked in on as a fan of the team. I'm like, OK, I'm invested in this guy, like in his success. Um, and, and I think that's really exciting to have a guy that flashes all these. You have a lot of flashes. And I feel like. It hasn't, I don't think there's been a rookie that's flashed like this since Wall, to be honest, where you've seen, and it was a completely different type of flash because Wall was just a different player, but um, it's just, it's really just defensively that I'm like, wow, okay, this kid has a chance to really be special. And then if his offense, which is, again, like I said, further along than I anticipated, I think most of us anticipated, if his offense can continue to grow at the rate that it's growing now, I mean, I think if we look up by the time he's 21, 22, we're going to have a really, really special young talent on the team. And so that's what I'm focused on. Like, to Wes's credit, he's played him um, the past three games. He's gotten like 30 plus minutes and Bilal's earned those minutes. He's played well in those minutes, uh, especially the Brooklyn game. He did a really good job in that game. Um and I think there's a lot to be excited about in terms of Bilal. And I hope they keep playing him 30 minutes a night. I think that he should he should be playing no less than like 27 or 28 minutes a night. Unless he's in foul trouble or something like that. There's no reason for him not to be playing at least that. 
um, guys like Shamit and Gallinari and whoever, like they don't need to be getting his minutes. They can take someone else's minutes if it's Johnny Davis or whoever else. So be it, I guess. Like, I guess we we, st- we still want to see what Johnny Davis can do, and he hasn't played that much. But um, but Bilal needs to be out there, man. He and he's looked amazing so far. I'm 100% with you on just being fully invested in Bilal. Uh, from the moment he was drafted, we both were were all in, I think, on Bilal. We we loved what we were getting in that draft pick. And so far, even better than either of us, I think, could have been anticipated. Just truly impressive so far. Uh, and I've also been really impressed this season with Denny. I think he's taken the strides in the areas that I've really wanted him to take strides in, the, the three-point shooting. He's hitting hitting the three ball at a really high rate, um, and and it looks pretty real. It, it, for our, and it's real early into the season, so I don't want to claim that it's you know there full yet until um, we see it for a longer period. But from what we've seen there, shooting wise, he has improved so much. The way that he, I think we've all known that he can handle the ball pretty well and and can move in transition, and he's finally getting a chance this year to really initiate that a lot more with Beal out. Um, he's getting the reins to, to be able to do that. Um, so I've been really impressed on both sides of the ball. Of course, we knew what he could do already defensively, but the strides he's taken offensively, I'm I'm also invested in Denny with him being just now newly uh, extended year one of his extension, and he's making the strides that I've really wanted to see him make. Um, so those two, when they're both on the court at the same time, they're a pretty solid defensive duo, and it's unfortunate that. Uh, the backcourt is is so bad defensively because I think if they had just okay defenders at those spots right now, this team's looking pretty good, you know, long term with Bilal and Denny uh, eyeing those those wing spots, especially defensively. So if we can get just competent defenders around them, we we've seen the, those two and Gafford when they're on the floor together, that's a pretty strong trio defensively. Um, I've really liked what I've seen when, when those three are on the court at the same time. So hopefully Wes can figure it out, especially towards the end of the games. How can we get these guys on the court and and defending? Because that's kind of when we've looked our best, when when we have defenders out there on the court um, to to go alongside Poole and, and Kuzma. We knew coming into the season that Tyus and Poole were going to be perhaps the worst defensive backcourt in the league. So no matter who's coaching them, they're going to be a bad defensive backcourt. I think there's ways to to stagger and do things throughout the game better than Coach Unsell's done it. But if you have those guys out there, unless you have prime Rudy Gobert protecting the rim or, or something like that, like it's just not going to be a good defense when the point of attack is so poor. Um, to the team's credit, I mean, they've been – they went one and three since the last time you and I talked. They lost to uh, one lost one win and one loss to the Hornets, a loss to Brooklyn, and now a loss to the Raptors. And to their credit, one thing that we were critical of was the lack of competitiveness that we had seen in the first few games. And I think the past four games, they've been much more competitive. They've been in all the games. They've played hard. And despite not closing some of, you know, I guess all of these games and getting wins, uh, the Brooklyn game, I don't remember if they were up late or not off the top of my head in the in this moment because it's late and I'm tired. But I don't 
I don't think that's a game they blew. The Hornets game definitely was, and the Raptors game definitely was a game that, that they blew. But they were in these games. And I think that this season, the most that we realistically can expect is or, or or ask for, I should say, is for them to be competitive in these games because they're not really set up to win these games, to be honest. Like tonight's an inexcusable loss. So I don't mean I'm not talking about tonight. There's no reason that you lose a 23 point lead to the, the Raptors who don't even have all their best guys. So that's not what I mean. But I, I think a lot of these games, they're just going to be uh, the lesser team in terms of talent. I know that's obvious, but I think a lot of times unfortunately the way this happens is i think these other teams come out giving half-hearted effort sometimes because they think it's going to be an easy win and so i think that sometimes the raptors I think the wizards played well but i also think some of it was the if you really look back i was re-watching some of the first half before you and i have doing chase and they just the raptors just kind of looked like they were going through the motions to me like it didn't look like they had cut they came out with much energy and I think sometimes when you're when you look across and you're not playing the best competition, you can come out kind of lazy and feel like it's going to be an easier night for you. And then another team comes out with a lot of energy and you're like, oh, man, like, all right, we're going to have to actually, you know, muster up some energy to try to actually beat these guys. And I feel like once the Raptors got a little momentum, it kind of just clicked for them and then they took off and then the Wizards energy was zapped after that. So um, I want to ask you about. Jordan Poole though Chase he's catching a lot of of heat on Wizards Twitter and just in general I've seen a lot of like general accounts that tweet a lot about basketball some of those like NBA central type accounts and all these different accounts that post stats like he's just catching a lot of heat from those accounts and just general NBA uh, commentators and stuff like that in general too in addition to the Wizards fans about his lackluster play um he just hasn't been been that good. And I think that's just maybe a kind way of putting it. I think that I've seen a lot of the the wording that people use is he's really unserious. And I and I, I think that that's actually like a good way to put it. It's just when you watch him shoot or make decisions or or just everything just feels too loosey goosey for me. Like it's it's not he doesn't do things in a way that feels very like this is a play I'm trying to make to win the game it just kind of feels like a, a globe trotter like i'm trying to look good while doing it versus actually just doing whatever it is like i'm going in for a layup like like let me just make the layup instead of doing something fancy or whatever uh what have your impressions been maybe the past four games from pool yeah i haven't been impressed uh either uh i, I think we all knew that there were going to be lows i expected there to be way more highs than there been I wouldn't even say there really have been too many highs uh yeah obviously makes some really crazy plays sometimes he makes you say ooh and ah and wow like he just he just crossed him up he just made a sick you know sick behind the back play but then the next three plays he's making a dumb decision so it's like you you had a way the bad with the good and and so far it's been way more bad than good um and and there's definitely plenty of time for that to change I'm not giving up you know, however, what, 10 games into the season, there's over an eighth, uh, over uh, seven eighths of the season left to go. So plenty of time for him to figure it out. I'm not going to give up on him quite yet, but what I've seen, I've not been impressed with. And, and what I really disliked is 
um, I think the attitude part that comes with him. Uh, I think there's been a video going or making its rounds on Twitter, on the internet of him just absolutely not focused during the timeout. And uh, a lot of that, I'm also going to blame on Wes Unsell Jr. Because you got a dude who's clearly not focused on what you're saying. He does not care what you're saying. That just shows how much um, gravity Wes Unsell Jr. has in that locker room. When your your new young talent that's gotten in the building has completely phased you out already uh, less than 10 games in the season. That's what concerns me most about both pool and West right now is pool is, is he just doesn't seem to be locked in and bought in into what we're doing. And, and part of that is because West doesn't really give you something to buy into. So I completely get it from that perspective. I would be trying to throw pool in at point guard. We've seen that this Tyus and pool, uh, duo now 10 games in the season is just not going to work um, both defensively and especially down the stretch those two together they they doom the team from a defensive perspective They're, you just can't get around it there's nothing you can do no matter who you're throwing out there Bilal, Denny, whoever next to them they cannot get it done so they got to figure something else out I would be trying to shift pool to the point See, because he he had some some nice plays tonight, and and he's going to have a lot of bad plays as well playing point. But if you're going to lose anyway, we we got to try something else because Tyus has really become Wes Unsell Jr.'s new Monte Morris, where live by by the guy, die by the guy. No matter what, I'm going to throw this guy out there, both in the starting lineup and down the stretch of games, and I'm going to live with what happens. And and what happens is an L. So he's just living with with his guy that he's determined this is my point guard and I'm not going to try anything else. And that's, that's frustrating. Um, I, I don't think pools being put in the greatest position to succeed with Wes here. Um, but at the same time, when he does get those opportunities, he's got to do better. I, I am tired of seeing him jack up the 40 foot three pointers. And when they go in, they look super sick, but when they, they don't go in, they look really dumb. Like maybe, throw that up every once in a while rather than you know a few times a game <laughs> um let's get some better shot selection better passes much better defense and i'll be happy he's got a lot a lot of ways to go here in washington but i'm not giving up um he, he's he's got talent there's no doubt about it let's let's uh, uh, reel it all in and, and actually you know use that to win games because he's not playing winning basketball right now and, and that's unfortunately clear to see so far a couple of things. Uh, I, I agree with your point about Poole not having something to buy into. I've, I've kind of felt like that with Wes from the jump that I don't feel like he has much um, gravitas is maybe is the phrase with the players where I just feel like they kind of, he's kind of like, like wonder bread or something. He's just plain, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like he doesn't have much presence Obviously, we're not in the locker room, but that's just always been my read from afar. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Houston Rockets just to kind of see how Ime Udoka was molding that team. And plus, they're obviously their new additions, uh, adding like Dylan Brooks and Van Vliet. And just to kind of get a look into what 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 how things are going there. And they've I think they've won five in a row. But if you watch Ime Udoka, who obviously has whatever warts he had, like personally, but just as a coach, right? If you watch the way he coaches like that guy doesn't play man like he he has these young guys who 
are all, you know, somewhat entitled to high picks like, you know, Jalen Green, Shingun, Jabari Smith Jr. He has Amin Thompson, Cam Whitmore. Like, there's a lot of young, high draft picks on that team. This guy, Ime will take whoever out, whenever, play. He's not guaranteeing people minutes or you're going to close because you're a top three pick or this or that. He sat Jabari Smith Jr. the other night. I believe it was against the Nuggets and played Jeff Green to close the game to beat to beat the Nuggets. And that's just the type of of coach that he he it doesn't matter. Like he would chew out Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum when he was on the coaching the Celtics. And he was calling them out and saying they were soft. And he just had it has a presence and an energy. And I'm like, that's the kind of coach the Wizards need. Somebody that has a presence, somebody that's going to be demanding, but somebody that just kind of has a gravity that's going to make these guys want to like play to their potential, to play hard. And and there's actually the X and O's and stuff and the, the substitution patterns and the use of timeouts and challenges that go with that gravitas. But I feel like West just doesn't have any of that. So I feel like you watch the games and a lot of times it just feels like pool and kuzma are doing whatever they want so if pool wants to shoot a 40 foot shot or whatever he can if he wants to dribble around and just kind of look like a harlem globetrotter he can if kuz decides okay this game i'm gonna shoot the ball 25 times he can if he decides he wants to be more of a playmaker he can it's just i feel like game to game you don't know what you're gonna get in terms of the main guys on the team is Tyus going to play 30 minutes or is he going to play 20 minutes is it's just all over the place. Like, and I feel like that's part of what's tough. It's tough to assess the team to me in a sense of like, obviously the team's not good, but is pool playing so poorly just on pool? Like, is it just on him or is it, not being put in the position to succeed probably just a combination of both but I've been preaching patience with pool but I really haven't liked what I've seen and I wonder if he was under someone that had some more ability to keep his attention clearly because West didn't do a good isn't doing a good job of that based on that video that you're, you referenced I just wonder if we're gonna get an answer about what we really have in pool with Coach Unseld being the one guiding him, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we're going to get an answer here soon for us. Like, it, he might not be our guy, and he might, we might know that now. Um, he he might not be the guy, at least. Uh, he he could be a contributor, but I think we're clearly seeing early on here that he's not going to be a guy who who's going to be the guy you build around. I don't think. Um, I think our best bet right now is hoping that Bilal develops into that because so far he looks like a stud um, 19 years old and, and doing it all on the court right now. I think that's our best bet at, at a true star in the building. Um, and I, 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 I hope that Jordan Poole picks it up and, and becomes that star that he has potential of being, but I, I just, I don't, think early on that it's looking like that's the case so hopefully he can just become a strong player that is a, a key contributor to a good team and, and we can either build up his trade value or, or build up his value here for us but but right now it's 
it's definitely a, a lot to build from. He's he's got a long way to go. So Chase, the next few games for the Wizards look like this. We'll focus on the next three games. They play the Mavericks. It's a home game on Wednesday. Knicks come to town on Friday. And then again, the Bucks, another home game against the Bucks. So three game homestand coming up against three pretty good teams. The Mavericks are eight and two, the Knicks are five and five, and the Bucks are six and four. What do we think? Do you think there's a chance that the Wizards could pull out a win in in any of those games? I truthfully think that they're all really bad matchups for the Wizards. I'm sure they come away with one win there. Um, but on paper, I'm I'm not seeing which one that is. Um, maybe they pull pull out something against the Knicks. Um, but I I don't see them stopping what's going on there in Dallas. I think <laughs> you look at the matchup, like I don't know who's gonna be trying to guard Luca, but whoever it is, good luck. Um, not liking the matchup there. And of course, um the bigs there in New York, they have um, Julius Randle starting to pick it up a little bit and Mitchell Robinson, of course, uh, sending shots away. Uh, those bigs, I think, match up very well with who we have trying to guard them. So, um, and then not to mention, of course, the Bucks, Giannis, Brooke Lopez is going to spread the floor against our bigs. And I, I think just big mismatches everywhere there. Hopefully we pull out one of them. Um, one, one of three, I, I would be happy with, um, but, uh, to, to truthfully predict, I, I don't think we would win any of those three. So I'll, I'll predict Owen three and, uh, a real rough looking record for the wizards after, after these three games. Yeah. I'm, I think that if, if I had to bet money, I would bet money that they would lose all three, but I think I'm going to pick them to beat the Knicks. I think that out of the three games, that's probably the most winnable one in considering the talent. You know, I think the Knicks have played a little under expectation. Uh, they have Brunson, they have Randall. I mean, RJ Barrett missed tonight's game, but if he's back, I mean, he's not amazing, but he's having a pretty good season so far. So that's a team that is definitely not going to be an easy uh easy win and i was at the game last year when the knicks came to town and it felt like a knicks home game so there's that (laughs) um but that's the one i would think that they had the best chance of winning i don't see them stopping dame or Giannis. i don't see them stopping luca or Kyrie or even slowing them down so if they were going to slow down any of the star players that are coming to town over the next week i guess it would be brunson and randall if i had to pick you know, pick from that lot of players, but um, it's just, it's going to be a long year, guys. I hate to just, I hate to just be pessimistic in terms of wins and losses, but it's just going to be a year. I think we look up and they're going to be, you know, five and 18 or, you know, unfortunately I just think that's where we're at and it's not going to be that pretty. Uh, but I think the, the upside in, all of this is that there's a there's a real direction and we have a real we have an actual young talent to be excited about and we have all our picks minus that one Knicks pick that's probably never going to convey convey and we have some some tradable assets in terms of like Kuzma is a tradable asset that a team I could see giving up some type of first round pick for like you know 
a team like the Miami Heat that have missed out on a lot of players and that they could get a, a, like they missed out on Beal, they missed out on Dame. They could probably get Kuzma for some expiring contracts and like one or two picks or something, you know, like something like that. And it would be something that worked for both teams. And and not that we're already at this point, we're trying to trade Kuzma. I know people are like, okay, pump the brakes. But my point is like, at least we have a direction. We have some type of assets that we can work with. And we have an exciting young pro- young prospect to me this is a better situation to be in than what we've been doing. So I feel like that's my way of looking at it. Glass half full is that we were doing something that we were in the middle before where we were pretty good some nights, but pretty bad also other nights. And then we were, so that resulted in like 33 wins, but at least now if we're only going to win 20 games or whatever it's going to be, at least now there's an upside to that. Okay, maybe we're not going to be good, but hey, we're going to have a chance to get one of these elite prospects and not be picking at nine or 10 every time and missing out on all the elite, elite prospects, but then still not good enough to actually win anything. It's just to be out of that purgatory, it looks like I'm happy about. So that's where I'm at. I don't think they'll win many games. I don't have a strong any strong faith that they'll win any of the next three games that we're talking about here. But I think that the long-term vision is something that's worth being excited about. The development of Bilal and Denny um, has been fun to watch so far. I don't know if I commented on the comments you made about Denny, but I, I am really excited about what I've seen from Denny. He just looks more confident. And that's what I wanted to see from him was confidence in, in, in his shot improving and so far so good in both in both aspects and that contract that he signed is, is if he's playing like this version of himself, that's a steal of a contract to have him on going forward. And I'm excited about that too. So I think there are things to be excited about, but winning games right now, isn't one of them. No, no, it's not. And definitely an unfortunate year to be doing this hopefully they uh i i kind of hope that this is the case for maybe even two years Uh, and that's a it's a long time to be to be really bad but this draft class pretty weak coming up the next one is going to be one of the best we've seen in a long time so um buckle in guys we're going to be real bad and i think that's going to be the plan for a couple years for sure um at at the very least and to your point definitely a better place to be than we've been so um i was upset for about 15 minutes wes unsell jr blew another lead and i was upset about it but now that the uh you know the storm has calmed down a little bit you realize this isn't too too bad for the long term uh, yeah long-term aspects of this team yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I think that you can look at other teams around the league that have, I don't know, tanked or whatever you want to call it lately. I mean, I think the Rockets have a lot of nice young talent. The Thunder, I mean, obviously are, are in a great spot with the young talent they have. And their situation is different because they have Shea and they didn't draft him. So that's a little bit different. But I just, I think that that's an exciting path to be on is just to have, you know, three real, you know, two or three real building blocks blue chip exciting young prospects like i really want that i want that for the wizards just to have real a real vision and able to actually pick the players in the range to get 
<laughs> to get impact players is what is what um and I know it's not it's not always that cut and dry. Like if you have a top three pick, that doesn't guarantee you that that it's a superstar, but it is a higher probability that it's a superstar, right? So I don't think anyone will argue that. Like obviously you can find talent. Um there's talent in every draft, and it often isn't the top five picks that are the best players. So, you know, we I get that, but it's at least exciting to have a shot to pick these some of these elite guys at the top. And um, I have faith that this front office, because the Bilal pick was was the pick that we all wanted. And they and they all they 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 took a swing. They traded up to ensure they got their guy. And that's what we want to see. And we're, I know we're already talking about the draft, but I, I just think that that's where we're at. Like as a fan base, in terms of what we can realistically expect is the goal here is to assess what we have on the roster was i think was to give pool a chance to be to see what he could be i think we're quickly ruling out that we have the next james harden or shea goes Gil- <laughs> <Gilles> alexander which <laughs> is a comparison i made so i think that's been ruled out already <laughs> but um i, think I said that, he might lead the league in scoring so right i we're, said top, we're I both said right top there and uh we're both right there and so Right. So I think we can rule some of those things out, but you know, you never know. He could end up having still having a, a solid season and it not being, you know, any as bad as it is now. I would hope so. But I think going forward, we should expect losses, but the team has looked more competitive. So that's a silver lining to me is that we're in these games and the games are entertaining. It's not fun to lose a 20 point lead and take an L, but it is fun to watch the team go out there and seeing Bilal develop and see Denny develop and, and Kuzma's played really well too um as we kind of were chatting about offline is he he's played really well and that's that's fun even though even if he's not going to be a part of the next good Wizards team so yeah I, I don't think he is but hope he's hopefully playing playing himself at least into a pretty good trade for us that'd be nice because his contract's pretty good He's putting up he's putting up great numbers. The dude gets buckets. There's no doubt about that. He's gonna get his buckets this year. Um, I think he's hopefully better better suited for someone else down the stretch. And I think this front office is gonna be more than willing to uh let let that one uh go. Whereas Tommy may not have been as as eager to to get off of him. So I don't think he's long term here. So let's hopefully enjoy what we have with him. I I've liked what I've seen out of Kuz this year. It's it's unfortunate the circumstances um, might not make sense for, for him to be here long term. The last thing I want to ask you about, Chase, is what do we think happens with Coach Unseld if the team kind of continues down this path where the losses were expected, but what I mean is is more so about how they're losing, right? Like losing 20-point leads or losing – I don't even know how much they were up on the Hornets now because it's been a few days, but they were up on the Hornets in that one in-season tournament game and they lost. Um, and that that was a game to me that they shouldn't have lost. So I think it's one thing to lose. And I, I know that the front office expectation was to lose a lot. Like they, they knew they were going to lose a lot. So I don't think they're looking at like, oh man, we thought we were going to be this and we're not. They knew that, but I think there's a difference between losing and like losing normally and then losing like embarrassingly so what do you think happens with with unselled going forward if the team kind of continues on the path that they've been so far well i'm a, I'm a little nervous of course they did 
you know, give him his his extra year on his contract. So that's he's here if if they don't do anything about it. And uh, I don't think Ted's been known to want to fire head coaches that have years on their deal. So definitely a little concerning on that front. But to your point, we we said all offseason, we aren't expecting wins out of Wes Unsell Jr. That's not what we're going to judge him on. What we're going to judge him on is how they lose games. Um, is he playing the young guys and developing the young guys? And and is he um, is he the, the cause of the losses? And to me, I would say these last couple losses – He's probably the biggest part of the, the losses. I'm putting a big L on his shoulders tonight, especially. And, and definitely um, definitely that Hornets loss was a, a big stain on his record this year. Um, we're, we're now in year three, and, and this is now the third straight year where we cannot hold big leads. This is now the second biggest uh, comeback L that the Wizards have given up, other than the one that Wes actually set. The, the record, you know, the biggest loss in Wizards franchise history, also under West Huddensell Jr. against the Clippers a couple seasons ago. He just tied the the second biggest uh, blown lead in Wizards history this season. It's, it's incredible. He's continuously setting records, and they're all bad. None of them are good. So based on what we've seen now three years in, he's not an NBA coach, and he's not – they're not giving him a, a great roster to work with this year. But like we said before the season starts, if you have a 23-point lead, I don't care who you have out there, you are a big reason to blame for big losses. So, um, unfortunately, I, I would hope that they wouldn't bring him back if it this is how it trends this season. Uh, if the losses are, are a lot on his shoulders, like, like I've put the last couple, I don't see how you bring him back no matter what the circumstances are. Um, I, I just hope he doesn't get in, in the way of the development of some of these guys. Like, is he getting in the way of the, the development of Jordan Poole? Is he hopefully, hopefully it doesn't seem like he's getting in the way in the way of Bilal luckily, but maybe there's, there's ways that he is, is doing that as well. So if he's not the best coach moving forward, I hope they realize that and they do something about it because because I'm I'm tired of it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of hit on every point I I would make, so I won't beat a dead horse too much. But I do think that if it continues this way, where the losses are, you can point to him, and it's not just a hey, we were within ten, but the team's just more talented than us. If it's we're up twenty and we're losing games, or you're up ten and you're blowing leads late because of bad rotations and you know, all the things we've mentioned that he's d- clearly not doing well. I think they, they're assessing him despite all the positive talk and picking up his option. I really do think the front office is looking at him um, and, and trying to figure out if, if it's worth bringing him back, despite the fact that he is under contract. Um, I think that if they see an opportunity to upgrade and his performance is as poor as it's been. I think they'll do that um, in the, in the off season, because at some point you need a culture setter and the wizards have needed that for a long time. You know, I was talking to my dad, who's, you know, been a fan of DC sports, you know, for 70 plus years at this point. And he was talking about how the wizards need a coach like Randy Whitman 
and how Whitman had certain flaws, you know, himself, but he actually set like a culture of accountability and defense. And I thought back to that and I feel like we didn't appreciate Whitman enough at the time that he had obvious flaws that we could point to. But I do think that that that, that he got John Wall and Young Wall and Young. Uh, I, I feel like he did coach Beal too, but whatever that iteration of those early teams were, I feel like my memory's a little foggy at the moment, but like it was like the Nene Gortat teams. Those teams really played hard on defense, despite the offense was a bit stagnant. And I think there were things we wanted to see different as a fan base, but I feel like there was a culture of accountability under Whitman that was at least better than what we've had. And since then, and I think that out of a head coach, that's really what I want to see is a guy that's not going to play guys because, oh, well, this is my guy or, you know, Monty Morris is my guy or this is a lineup that I that in theory I should play the Tyus and pool lineup. But I'm not going to adjust when the situation dictates me adjust. Like I want someone who's going to be like, Hey, Jordan, Jordan Poole is clearly not trying on defense. I'm going to get someone out there that will try. Um, I don't care how much money he makes or if he's the, the supposed to be the new star on the team or whatever he's supposed to be. Like if you're not playing hard or um, you're not the best matchup that night, I'm going to go with this person over you. So I think that's what I want to see. And I don't think we're going to see it from coach Unseld. And unfortunately we're going to have more of these losses in very winnable games where it's coaching losses. And I think the more and more of those pile up, the worse it's going to be for Wes in terms of his longevity with the team. I really do think it's going to take him closing out a lot of these games that where the wizards have a chance to win for him to keep his job past this year like he when i say a lot i mean like games that they're up by five plus points late in the game like he's gonna have to close the deal and um and not drop the bag as many times as he's had so it'll be interesting to see where it goes but i definitely i definitely wonder i definitely wonder if if you know, uh, how it's going to go for him. I do think that they'll give him the year, though. Do you think that they'll at least give him the year? Yeah, I don't see a scenario where they're firing him midseason. Um, I don't think that's Ted Leonsis's MO. Um, and I, I guess we'll see with the new front office what they want to do. Hopefully they have full reins to do whatever the hell they want. Um, and, and Ted will just take a back seat. But um, I, I don't foresee them firing him midseason, even – and through losses like this, I think we should just come to expect this. This is this is how the season's going, and um, I don't I don't think a coaching change <laughs> mid year will 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 help change the trajectory of what this team will be doing. Obviously, they could have a couple more wins on their record this season so far if maybe they had someone else in there. But again, the, the long term vision here is not to win this season. So, um, good good job, Wes. You're you're doing great. <laughs> well, all right chase i think i think that um that kind of covers it with these post game pods i feel like th- these are more like stream of consciousness just kind of us getting our thoughts off <laughs> they're not as structured as as our other pods so and it's late so if, if 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 at least if i sound rambly it's because i spent most of my day chasing a two-year-old around and <laughs> and working and then recording this podcast so um 
you know, I feel like that's how these these post-game pods are just going to be, where we're just kind of getting off our thoughts. Uh, but Chase, do you have anything else you want to leave us with before we go? Yeah, if uh, any of my ramblings, just because I'm stupid, I don't really have any any good reasons for that. So sorry, <laughs> sorry in advance. <laughs> I don't have any good excuses. <laughs> nah, that's funny. Um, well, uh, I just hope that we can. More than anything, I don't. I don't care about necessarily winning the games as much as maybe some other other people in our fan base do, but I just want to see them be competitive. So over these next three games, uh, the Mavericks, the Knicks, the Bucks, I just want to see a competitive team. And I want to be able to watch like good basketball games, whether or not they win or lose. So let's all hope for that going forward. And, you know, the next time we do a pod, I hope that we can at least talk about some more positive things. Absolutely. Uh, doesn't get much worse than blowing a 23 point lead. So Anything from here should be uh I shouldn't shouldn't say that too early I guess there there's plenty of room for worse <laughs> as we've already seen so uh, buckle in guys it's gonna be a fun one <laughs> I think that's a good note to leave it on Chase we'll catch you guys on the next one uh, hopefully we can we can recap after one of these next few games Chase but I, I'm sure that we'll have something up for you guys within the next week.